Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts hello the internet and welcome to this episode of peanut trendonems Mm. Um, we will be talking about M&M's later. America's favorite candy. Oh. Um, I, Cal- like I think California M&M's are yeah. California's favorite yeah. in this year's uh, candy bullshit map. candy map. Yeah. The uh, thing that was most uh, frightening, candy map. hot tamales was high. Hot tamales on the rise. That. Yeah. But again, to the the analyses there was suggesting that because they aren't as readily available in store, just means it's fueling more online sales. That's mm. all. So don't worry. We're not losing not losing our shit over candy. Like I think it's fascism. I think it's the okay. rise of fascism. I just making hot you're right, tamales. You're right. You're right. Um, you're right. You're right. Just, people just need to feel something. Yeah. And it's their mouth subtly tingling. When's the last time uh, you heard someone call another person a hot tamale earnestly? Oh, brother, it was this morning. <laughs> it was coming out of my own mouth. <laughs> I was driving my kids to school. Um... Yeah, no that that one's gone. The that's that, I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> gone away, and it really, really shouldn't have. Ooh, that's a hot pretty funny. Tamale, huh? Hey, um, <laughs> here comes the hot tamale. Like, who are you talking about? All right, we're we're gonna do uh, some social media misinformation up top. Yeah, because uh, in case it seems like things have gotten worse and less reliable, uh, they have. Yeah. So. All the way back in 2018, five years ago, a study <laughs> found that false news actually traveled faster than real news on Twitter by a substantial margin. Yeah. Um, farther, faster, deeper, and more broadly than the truth. Yeah. In all categories of information. 
and it said, and in many cases, by an order of magnitude, basically by an order saying of magnitude. Twitter's smoking the competition in terms of getting yeah. the, the bad info out. And now that platform, the one that they were talking about there as like, <laughs> this is a major problem. Uh, that platform has scrapped many of its pre-existing guardrails. Yeah. Um, and now, like the big one being the verification system, which used to used to be a way to be like, this person has a blue check. Let me click on it. Ah, yes, they are a reporter from the BBC. <laughs> and yeah. um, now it is a way to be like, ah, yes, this person has racial slurs in their bio ah, for some reason. Yes, this person oh. has some kind of fash NFT thing going on. <laughs> right. Okay. But yeah, so, I mean, taking the one verification, like the one sort of thing that was supposed to be unfakeable, right. uh, and obviously was not perfect, but taking that and making it a thing you could pay monthly for was really, you know, I, I don't think unintentionally just dismantling the yeah. idea of this being any sort of reasonable source of information. Uh, Elon Musk, who has been flirting with openly embracing anti-Semitism for years now, mm -hmm. personally uh, recommended at the beginning of this conflict, I recommended two accounts for following the war in real time. Uh, but they happen to be accounts with a history of spreading false information. And in the case of one of them, posting anti-Semitic statements. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. That's uh, perfect. exactly what Elon Nailed Musk it. wants to do. And also, yeah, like, I mean, just he's he's found a way to make a little bit of money and also just set the dis disinformation dial to fucking 14 by yes. basically saying like, yeah, 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 I mean, we'll use this thing you can pay for. And it also will, the algorithm will favor you. So you yes. have an even wider audience for whatever video game clip you want to post and say that it's actual uh, war footage. Yeah. But I mean, one of the people he linked off to and his, uh, his post got uh, 11 million views before he took it down. He argued with others over Israel and religion posting a year ago that the overwhelming majority of people in the media and banks are Zionists. And telling a correspondent in June to go worship a Jew, little bro. Um, so, like, that's Sick who he is burn. platforming. Yeah, 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 100%. And, again, like, I think the, the one thing that a lot of people warned everyone about is, like, you know, people, autocratic leaders would love nothing more than to have Twitter turn into a thing where it's like, you can see anything, anytime it won't get checked or it'll take a, like millions of people will see it before something's corrected. And now no one can really agree on what is happening over a given thing, uh, yeah. which is very useful right now as Gaza is being leveled and Just completely leveled. And I like to be, to be honest, like the talk of misinformation, it's, it's like also like crowding out the discussion of like, well, what about these people who are now experiencing collective punishment from the Israeli government, which is a war crime, uh, yeah. that it's taking up, like, there's so many, so much shit has come out of this that it's like, there's like 17 different conversations happening. While, yeah. like, for Americans, I think we really need to be grappling with the fact of, like, where are our tax dollars going right now? Because this right. is, we're, we're in another moment where misinformation has caused, like, you know, pre-first Iraq war and second Iraq war, like, this thirst for vengeance and blood that we're seeing awful shit happen in real time. And like, there's barely any commentary on that, um, which I think is really the most is 
super fucked up now because beyond the tragedy that happened from Saturday's attack, now we're moving on to the destruction of Gaza. And it's like sort of an afterthought while we keep switching focus on things in the mainstream media. Yeah. Um, obviously, Facebook has a history of allowing this information to thrive. Uh, one EU regulator told Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk in a letter that he has to fix the problem immediately. And he gave them 24 hours to do so, like giving off police chief in an 80s action movie vibes. Right. For um, real. Like, but, I need that on my desk yesterday. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the entire premise of these platforms, like they are too big to fact check uh, reasonably at, at the in the economic model that in which they were built. Yeah. If they were viewed as the public resources that they are and, you know, staffed and funded by taxpayer dollars so that there, there was, you know, things that took advantage of like our current level of technology that were accurately staffed and like fully staffed to be like responsible. That would be one thing, but these are incapable, like fully incapable as long as they're, I, you know, yeah. profit driven institutions. Totally. I feel like there's, fucked. there are more people monitoring password sharing on streaming sites. Absolutely. Than there probably are misinformation on social media. Yeah. Like, Cause again, that, that endeavor actually helps create money. Yeah. Um, whereas this one, it's like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's, I guess it's like, it's better for the, the common good to check this kind of stuff, but ultimately yeah. not a priority for X formerly known as X. Yeah. Um, there's the SIFT method that some people are passing around it was developed by digital literacy expert, Mike Caulfield and serves as a good baseline method for how to navigate social media in the middle of an unfolding crisis. Um, and just. It's not supposed to be like this replaces fact checking, but it's like for you to just be like, okay, so, you know, but here's the thing for me to like, just a, a mental checklist to run through. Right. Um, and the goal here isn't like, again, full fact check. It's yes. just to again. make sure you're not just doing, is it sharing something two seconds after you fucking see it? Yeah, you know? right. Exactly. SIFT stands for stop yourself from immediately sharing something without fully considering investigate the source check out that account sharing the info right um consider F, the source find better coverage see if this info is also being shared in trusted news sources uh trace the source see where the information can be traced back to whether that's a quote or a photo or a video you know a lot of the videos that are being shared are from you know months ago years ago um are you know just being taken out of context to make things seem more sensational. Right. And also Caulfield is just like, and look, you might not be the person to share information on this. You're, you might not be the person to know what the fuck is going on. Like, can you personally translate the language being spoken? Are you equipped to research and analyze videos and photos from sources you've never encountered before? If, if you haven't encountered them before, don't just be like, well, seems, seems good because this other person I trust, uh, shared it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's, but again, like this is kind of like our, our problem with just, you know, not just social media, but now journalists, especially in America, we've talked about this too. Like how, like when we talk about other, you know, like the New York times or like CNN, we're like, why aren't they like able to talk about like what the fuck's actually happening in like any given fucking topic where it's like, yeah, why aren't they actually criticizing qualified immunity when we're talking about police violence? And why do they only take quotes from the police? 
to do something? Or why aren't we talking about what corporate landlords are doing to the housing crisis? We're only focusing on like a very narrow part of a crisis. Like, because again, the people that are able to continue that sort of lack of thinking or at least questioning the status quo, those are the people that end up in the jobs because they, they're they like, okay, you know how to do this. Yeah, you're, you're right. You know how to not rock the boat. And now they're when we conf- get- They're confident and they make it go down easy. Right. You know? Exactly. Just, yeah. And now, and now we're, we're, now we're at this point too, with like, the, like this, like super contentious, uh, piece of reporting that's come out of the, the attack on Saturday, which is everyone has been talking about like how many babies were beheaded. Was it right. 40? Were they beheaded? Were this, I mean, like, look, when the media gets like into like, and this is justified vengeance, that's when it's right. becoming an issue. So like you talk, like we've talked about this thing yesterday. Joe Biden said on like at the podium, this guy said, oh, I saw pictures. Uh, The actual quote is I've been doing this a long time. I never really thought that I would see how, you know, have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. Right. And everyone makes it sound like that. Like that seems like, okay, well, case closed. Obviously, he got an intelligence briefing. Right. Right. And that's what he's saying in his capacity as president. Wait a second. He makes up stories about knowing a guy named corn pop with a razor blade and like a rusty drum. And then the white house had to come back and clarify that he in fact did not see anything. He was just saying like what he heard from other unverified unverified news report that everybody else was quoting. Right. So it is unverified still, uh, just, you know, some people were like, actually it has been verified and no, no, it hasn't. And and I think, uh, uh, people have gotten hung up that like potentially I'm bringing this up to say like, and that therefore negates everything. No, 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 no. What I'm talking about is the sensationalism in media to manufacture consent where we look the other way when like horrific shit is happening. And now yeah. there's, there's a connection to me as a United States citizen where I'm like, well, this is our government is here funding this. Yeah. And that is an issue too. So We've talked about like how this has happened in countless conflicts of some yeah. kind of sensational piece of reporting that ends up getting coming out of like in, in everyone's mind. And we blindly go into bloodier conflicts like yeah. the fucking last time we we went on a fucking imperial uh, mission into this region of the world off the back of WMD nonsense um, right. and things like that. Yeah. And at the time. People were like, oh, yeah, like, you got to do it after a little bit of distance. And people took a breath. They're like, yeah, that was so fucked up and wrong. And what I would what I would hate is that we would repeat something like that when, you know, even more horrific violence is being unleashed on people, innocent people. And you have no way in Gaza, no way out. There's no power. There's no electricity. People are now like sending like I'm I think I'm just going to we're probably going to die here at this point. And I look on other I look on the like you know, the, the, the main front page of places like C- CBS news. And like their main thing isn't like, you know, people are pulling, you know, innocent bodies out of the rubble. It's us arranging flights to get Americans out of Israel. Right. Oh, well, yeah. there's also, it, there's also Americans in Gaza. Yeah. And that's that also like, not oh. talked about. And so I think it, that's, so for me, I'd rather take this time to talk about things that aren't being discussed enough because all, all the other atrocities and that's what they are. Atrocities are being reported on. Yeah. But, I am not seeing from especially this, the media in the United States, you know, faithfully reporting on the other horrific things that are happening, which are also of the public interest and people to know what is happening. Um, And yeah, yeah, so 
again, the misinformation plays a huge part in that because it's nonstop. And again, check out like every, most of these news sites like Reuters and stuff, they have fact-checking subsections that you can check out, which is really important. Uh, But anyway, along with all that, uh, we just continue to see, you know, what everyone is calling at lightly, I think euphemistically, a humanitarian crisis happening and on in a more you know probably potent way of saying it is like you're potentially seeing we're seeing the rhetoric of like mass death being bandied about and right. you know that everything else is just kind of taking our attention other ways versus yeah. how co- things are covered on websites like you know al jazeera or at least even like the bbc like there's at least a humanity attached to what is happening yeah. to people the in guardian Gaza. has been good bbc has been good um it's yeah it, it somebody proposed the thought experiment on social media of like in the aftermath of 9-11 like in retrospect or do you feel like the problem was that people didn't emphasize the barbarity of al-qaeda enough or that people didn't try and pump the brakes on the indiscriminate killing of people who are just the same color or from the same country as those people you know yeah because when you look back completely destroyed a part of the earth and hundreds of thousands of lives were lost off the back of not being able to like (laughs) have any kind of real analysis. But again, I don't, that's a much larger issue of how the United States operates and our larger place in global foreign policy. So anyway, and I do, it's a lot of, I just, I think there's a way to stay committed to core values of, you know, not supporting the killing of innocent people, like the importance of the truth, and also equality in terms of who gets talked about and when when innocent people are killed like are some of the innocent people being talked about and others are not and right. if so like why why do we think that's the case right and it's the same you know yeah we have these kinds of disparities in our own domestic media coverage too and you just see yeah. this like bad habit play out on another scale um so yeah there we are There we are. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with some actual good news. Uh, We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues 
pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Mm -hmm. And a new study was just released documenting how a pioneering bionic hand has improved a woman's life. Um, she lost her arm in a farming accident and continued to suffer from chronic pain. Like there, there's a wild thing that happens to people who like lose a limb. Oh, like, like, like phantom, phantom limb. Yeah, yeah. Phantom limb and like phantom pain. So she had a neuromusculoskeletal implant, which allows her to maneuver a prosthetic hand with her mind. Um, it's fucking crazy and also like not from elon musk so it sounds a lot cooler like, yeah it wasn't right tested on presumably hundreds of thousands of monkeys but yeah it's her description of what she was dealing with like before the bionic hand is it felt like i constantly had my hand in a meat grinder which created a high level of stress and i had to take high doses of various painkillers before this and right. then with the aid of the neuromuscular implant the patient can maneuver <laughs> The prosthetic hand with her mind, allowing her to pick up objects. And the titanium hand actually bonded with her bone matter through the surgical process. Okay. Uh, One time, bones in doll isn't a little bit freaky. I, okay, I like yeah. this version of bone fusing with... I mean, because this is something that I've... Like, I feel like in the 90s, we always saw, like, the promise of some, like, bionic prostheses. Yeah. And I'm like, when is that happening? But I guess this is like uh, the way I'm seeing it written about. This is pretty uh, this is a pretty major breakthrough. Yeah. And it is Star Wars. And it is, you know, now we just need them to do lightsaber and we'll have. I would Star Wars. put maybe, you know, advancements in oncology above or no, maybe or no like a cool breathe no, sounding no. thing. Breathe sounding no. thing like okay. Darth Vader. Pill to grow my hair back. Pill to grow hair back. Lightsaber. Lightsaber. Oncology. World hunger. And the rest. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You have your marching orders. Um, yeah. M&M's. Are you, are you a M&M king, Miles? I don't know if M &M's I'm an M&M king. A bit of an, M? I'm an M&M popper. 
You're an Eminem popper. You yeah. don't fuck with them because I pop them, baby. But it's a double oh, entendre. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like yeah. Look, look. I love peanut M and M's. I don't like almond M and M's. I like the mm-hmm. brownie M and M's. I like the cookie M and M's. Shout out Rex Ryan. Yeah. Um, you do want to fuck the green M and M? You've always said off mic. Oh, is that where are we supposed to keep that off mic? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess cats out of the bag. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, Lola Bunny. You've yeah. been replaced. But they are launching a promotion where you can get free candy delivered to your house on Halloween night if you're running out of M&M's for trick-or-treaters, uh, or presumably if you're, you know, just getting high and watching Rocky Horror and just you want some free yeah, candy. Exactly. Um, but this is being done through so my first thought is bad time to be on the roads. Um yeah. Hey, I gotta hey, I gotta drop off this promotional bag of M&M's kids. Get on the fucking road. Like to and to be like calling something like rescue squad. So it suggests like an emergency (laughs) is taking place, like as children uh with diminished visibility are wandering around uh night darkened streets. Um I don't know. I don't know about this. Also, uh this delivery is being facilitated by GoPuff. Um, you might wonder, well, why are they call GoPuff? Yeah, Miles. I always thought it was like, are they selling weed? And they yeah. would, never was. No, but it was a hookah delivery service. That's how they started. Oh, that's, so that's what why the they fuck? go puff. Holy shit! I love when like they're like, we're staying true to our fucking big clouds of hookah smoke roots. Yeah, yeah. go puff. Uh huh. Um, but they have been called out in recent years for pressuring managers to not let their employees take bathroom breaks. Oh, so great, 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 great. You great, have. Great. A emergency delivery from a rescue squad driver who have to pee real bad and a bunch of children walking around with their witch mask on backwards, you know? Yeah. I just don't love it, McDonald's. Don't love it as much as I love peanut M&M's. Wait, why'd you say McDonald's? Yeah, I don't love it. Mc- oh, you're just giving them the reverse. Bo- or you mean M&M's? I meant M&M's. Oh. Uh <laughs> Wait, does M&M's not stand for McDonald's and McDonald's? No, Jack. I keep Oh, nah, damn Jesus it. Christ. All right. All right. Let's take it from the top. Hello, yeah. the um <laughs> uh Mark 3. Here we go. Yeah, I don't again, I think at first I was like, "Oh, I hope you can just like bring their business down." But now when you know that obviously this is going to be delivered off the back of someone who's just been like, "Oh, fuck. I'm just going to have to yeah. drive around town throwing one bag of M&M's out." Yeah, uh, it is I got it my is. own emergency M&M delivery service, and it's called My Children. Wow. They go trick-or-treating and then deliver those M&Ms to back my to mouth. Me. Um, the erotic thriller is back, maybe. I don't know. Are you an erotic thriller fan? Oh, of course. You like to get horned up with your scares? Oh, man. You Disclosure? Disclosure. <sighs> Disclose. What was him. the other one? Um, Dude, I was like... Again, I was a Sharon Stone freak back in the day. Sliver. <laughs> Sharon Stone freak. Yeah, man. Sliver I was fucking with. Even, yeah, like, I just remember yeah. all those movies back then, for sure. Well, yeah, but, it was I mean, pre-internet porn, like, Yeah, we I think we talked about children. this when we were talking, when we did our episode with Chelsea Devantes about our lack of horniness, is, like, those, the reason, it wasn't because I was, like, I was just, like, I might see sex Mm-hmm. <laughs> so bring it. I might see. Um, I'm gonna watch this because I might see. I might sex. see sex. How about that? 
Anyways, Disclosure also just a great, super realistic depiction of the future of technology, mm-hmm. where wherein we all uh, use virtual reality headpieces to do filing. Um, oh. You know, we file away our computer files in a virtual library and just like carry them around uh, through hallways instead of you know, just saving them to a disc. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, uh, there's a new movie on Netflix. It's the number one movie on Netflix. It's called Fair Play. Like it okay. just, that title sounds like a thing that like a horny guy says, like yeah, Fair Play. Yeah, Fair babe. Play to you. Um, oh, it's no. about uh, a woman, Phoebe Dynever, Dynever, who knows, from Bridgerton, um, and uh, a man played by Lil Han Solo, um, the guy who played Han Solo in the... Oh, uh, the Elgort kid? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't no. think it's Elgort, but it's the guy who I thought was... El- I, they, they occupied the same space in my brain for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Alden Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. Yeah. Um, but they work at a hedge fund firm. Oh, Ooh, I can't wait. Off. Um, and they begin a steamy relationship, uh-huh. uh, but things then go south when the woman gets promoted and the guy doesn't. Uh, oh, so uh-oh. we're right back to the fear of the powerful woman plot. Yes, yes. And what the Although, dude? I'm hoping the woman is the protagonist. It's made by a woman filmmaker who uh, said they loved Michael Douglas movies. Chloe Domont uh, is the first time director who wrote and directed this and cites several Michael Douglas movies as influences. So um, I'm hoping it's not just like, oh man, this girl got too much power and then she was evil to the guy. Um, but we'll see. Oh no. Yeah. It sounds like uh, after she gets promoted, Luke's resentment over not being promoted becomes increasingly apparent leading to tensions. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if this one takes off because there's been a lot of erotic thrillers that people have been one, like we like the idea of erotic thrillers making a comeback with like "Don't Worry, Darling," right. "Deep Water" with Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. and um, "Deep Water." But those movies, like I feel like they kind of came and went, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also with "Don't Worry, Darling," I, no one even talked about the movie. Everything was like, "Does Chris Pine hate this motherfucker?" <laughs> like, <laughs> right. it was like all like that's the only thing I remember from the movie. And then something, something, Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde divorce is like the, what all the only thing is I know about this, uh, about that movie. But I, yeah. I think it's probably, I, I'd imagine that the 2023 version of an erotic thriller isn't going to fall into the same old weird shit. Um, like it's nineties yeah. predecessors did. We'll see. Maybe we can, maybe we'll watch it and review it for you on Monday. Oh. We've got a lot of, a lot of options. I might lot go of see options. the Taylor Swift uh, but concert But you already movie. saw the concert though. I don't know if I that's... know, but like, so I didn't really know any of the songs. <laughs> I still don't, but like mm-hmm. now maybe I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, this sounds better the second time I'm hearing it. I think I would go to see Taylor Swift on opening night, but I would bring a folding chair and I would put it at the front of the theater and I would face the audience. I don't need to yeah. see the screen. I just want to watch all of y'all react to this and just be like, oh, yeah. oh they're, yeah. they're crying. What's this? And I think that would be welcomed by the fans and i don't think anyone would be freaked out by that at all no by a man of color alone in the theater setting up in <laughs> front of them all go i'm just here to watch y'all yeah super producer victor asked if i was going for nostalgia because <laughs> you don't I'm, remember I'm, I'm nostalgic for the two months ago it's because you blacked out bro hey, you know your memory you blacked know how out I in do. there you know how, you know how taylor do 
you know what I, you know what Taylor does to me and uh, a sugar rush, you know. Anyways, uh, those are and well, we'll get to Taylor on tomorrow's episode. Oh yeah, uh, important questions yeah. that we have to ask about her. Um, that's gonna do it. Yeah, for this uh, Thursday trending episode, mm-hmm. we are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Mm-hmm. A whole. It's not a whole ass episode. It's a whole ass episode. Wow. You know, the episode is Let not ass. It's a pretty good one, actually. Uh, I think. I think. <laughs> was the last time? Fun. Yo, this shit's ass. This <laughs> shit that is, is so ass. long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until uh, then, be kind to each other. Yes. Be kind to yourself. Yes. Get the vaccine. Yes. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. Yeah. And we will talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. right.